gonna get this space started first of all let me uh, remind you uh, all of you that please go to the bo to the bottom of the of the space please like retweet so we can get more people if you interact during the space with emojis apparently twitter is gonna you know reward that so let's gonna do it so let's go welcome everyone to the new NFT Happy Hour show. We're so excited to be here with you again. This time we're gonna talk with one uh, project on Ethereum, which is Yayo NFT. But before we start, let me thank you all for joining us. Thank you to whoever is watching the stream or listening to the recording. Joel, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well and uh, yeah, we have already a lot of people in the chat, which is awesome on YouTube, bunch of people in the space. I'll bring our guest up here in a second. Um, just want to shout out the audience. They've been really supportive. People have been tipping us on YouTube. So we definitely appreciate that. Anything that we get, we need to uh, kind of enhance the show, grow the channel and all that get giveaways. But yeah, this is the format we're shooting for for maximum engagement last week we were talking about stargaze we are going to talk about stargaze when we go exclusively to youtube in about 45 minutes um we, we probably have a lot of new audience members i'll introduce myself as if people don't know me right and then you could do the same and then we'll bring up our guest how's that sound sounds perfect let's go all right so my name is joe um i'm a youtuber i go by cosmos DeFi on twitter and uh uh, Telegram and Instagram, and I'm very interested in all things NFT, uh, DeFi tutorials on my YouTube. I have uh, two different spaces that I run. One of them is this, along with Maria. The other one is called DeFi 101. It's an educational DeFi themed Twitter space, and my content spans multiple ecosystems. I'm interested in all of it, and uh, yeah, I. I had to get in touch with i wanted to get in touch with a project that has really good community culture a really good vibe a lot of attitude that's why we got yayo this week but maria i'll let you introduce yourself to whoever might be new to us in the audience yeah thank you so my name is maria as you can see i'm one of the hosts of mft happy hour and i am as well one of the hostess of getting real space which is my mental health weekly space along with my friend Victoria every Thursday. But more important, I am a one-on-one -on -one artist and illustrator from Spain. I had different pieces exhibited uh, along this past year during different NFT events like NFT Liverpool, NFT NYC, NFT San Francisco. I'm going to be talking on MFES in Barcelona next month. So if you're around, 
be sure to DM me so we can meet in person. Um, the majority of the pieces exhibited were for my beloved project, Women from Cosmos, which is an NFT art project that came to celebrate us, celebrate strong, unique, and empowered women. And uh, well, if you want to check my art, you want to commission me, just go to my bio. You have my link right there, and you can send me a DM in whatever social you prefer. As we were saying, and not, I'm gonna breathe a bit. <laughs> As we were saying today, we're gonna talk with Yayo NFT. Yayo NFT is a project based on Ethereum. They launched it on Canto. However, um, they are based on this kind of vibes of like power, violence, masculinity, luxury. And what got my attention actually is that they actually have this kind of vaporweight aesthetic, which personally I love. To whoever not knowing what is vaporweight, uh, vaporweight aesthetic is a kind of aesthetic uh, based on the 90s, you know, like bring visually like early images from the 90s, uh, web designs from the... Um, from the last uh, decade of the 90s, uh, glitch art, anime. I mean, I love it. And it was like really curious to me to see that they are kind of based on that style. Uh, I'm gonna ask the guests later about this, but also um, that got my attention that it is a project actually really community driven. Maybe I'm wrong, we will see now with him. But it's kind of remind me like different Ethereum projects that are like him in the case. I can't recall maybe that fellas, obviously. Yes, if you know me, you know that I love that project. But you can clearly identify, right, the community behind that project. And I feel that it's the same with Yayo. It was really fun going through their Discord, but we're going to touch base now. Let's gonna bring the guests to the stage so we can... Uh, you know, ask him different questions. Perfect. Hi. Thank welcome, you welcome. Joan Marie, it's a pleasure. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. I'm I'm doing great. It was kind of a crash landing into the weekend for me, but I'm feeling good. It's Friday. I'm always I'm always in a good mood on Friday. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what can I what can I do for you today? What kind of questions did you guys have for me? I guess I guess our audience is split today. We'll have a lot of regular audience members and we cover mostly Cosmos ecosystem. And then you, I already see in the YouTube chat, there's a bunch of uh, Ethereum people sporting the Yayo um, PFP. So maybe for the, the new audience, if you could just give like a generalized concept of the Yayo project, the Yayo man, as you guys refer to it, just to get everyone up to speed on on the basics on what this is about and then we'll definitely deep dive into some other questions and i know you wanted to speak about kind of expansions uh beyond just the nft we'll definitely hit that as the space goes on when you begin uh under remelia it's a remelia project and it was originally for a token we had put out a iconic white paper that demonstrated us as the first power coin on a four scale uh, categorization for uh, different types of shit coins. And it was wildly successful because we put more effort into the aesthetic than anybody else did. And it helped us kind of jumpstart Remelia 
as we moved into creating the very iconic and legendary Milady Maker project and several other projects. As you know, Remilio, Redacted Babies, Bonkler. We just recently released uh, the Fumo, uh, the mega-sized alien one yesterday. That was wildly successful. But uh, Yeo, uh, it was a coin in the beginning. And it eventually transitioned into an NFT. We wanted to give value back to the people who held the coin loyally. And the Yayo Man is essentially an archetypical concept of everything that, you know, masculine-minded people love. And it's kind of a combination of the, the cross point between, like, what a little boy loves and what a man loves. What do, what do little boys like? They like action figures. They like explosions. They love Hot Wheels. They love toy guns. And those are sort of a reflection of the things that you enjoy when you grow up. Everything little kids do sort of mimics what they do as adults. And as you grow older and as you become a man, you develop more technical understanding of things and you develop more technical interests. Men love logistics and categorization. They love memorizing data. They love mechanics and industry and history. And the cross point of all of those things are cars and guns. And furthermore, those things are represented in the media that we consume. So say, for instance, video games and movies. That's why everything about the Yayo NFT exists in that cross point where we develop archetypes and we tie them to real world brands and identities and things that you actually recognize uh, having grown up with it all your life. For example, when you play Grand Theft Auto, for instance, and you're driving cars with made-up names, or you're shooting guns with made-up names, those aren't as satisfying as driving a Corvette or a Mercedes or firing an AK-47. That's the, one of the biggest points that we did for our NFT, is we made sure to use real-world brands, makes, and models for everything. Even the colors of the cars, we did research and we tied those to the specific swatches available for, from the factories for the year each car was produced. So what it does is it creates citation. Everything has a citational reference. There are figures in the Yayo Man collection that are based on real characters. Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator. Uh, you have Robocop. You have Mad Max. You have Marty McFly from Back to the Future. That's the sort of Wild West, like, anti-copyright like, mentality where we take that risk because people are legitimately excited to have recognizable things. And when you create the random chance to combine those recognizable things together, it creates the sort of strange context where every single Yale NFT tells a story on its own. In terms of value, uh, Yale Corp originally began with Scarface Miami Vice aesthetics. Uh, we took a lot of inspiration from Hotline Miami synthwave culture as well. But Yeo itself has delved into a lot of philosophical tangents and ideas where, as an aesthetic, it can essentially follow down any pathway. You can be a cowboy, you can be an astronaut, you can be um, an ice road trucker or an oil driller in Texas. It can be basically anything that's masculine, good, and powerful. And it's something that's more so felt rather than understood as a technical concept. So Yayo is almost what you want it to be, but it does follow certain rules. And I would say the closest thing is it, it follows the rule of cool, basically. So that's what Yayo is now. And we're going to be expanding to stuff in the future. But I know you wanted me to talk about that a little later. So that's what Yayo is for now. Cool. You know, we do have specific questions about that. Um, Maria, I'll let you start off. I, I mean, We both have... A bunch of questions for you because like i said in the intro we don't we don't really interact too much with ethereum we're mostly cosmos minded so yeah maria why don't you start off 
Yes, absolutely. So I love like the rule of base of cool. Yes, that that's pretty awesome. I wanted to ask you actually because I saw that you uh, at the beginning launch on Canto and then uh, moved to Ethereum. Just wondering how has been the bridge experience why you decided to move to Ethereum, which obviously I I'm more than sure that I know the answer, but just wanted to give you to hear from you about that. The bridge experience, uh, from what I understand, has been incredibly smooth. Uh, it's one of the fastest bridges uh, between chains that I think has ever been produced, to the point that people are actually using our bridge to transition their Canto to Ethereum, because it's quicker to just buy Yayo and bridge your Yayo NFT rather than trying to bridge Canto to Ethereum. It takes less than five minutes. You could, if you still haven't bridged your Yayo NFT, please do. It's on yayo.fund. And it's, it's just been a fantastic process. Hats off to our developers, uh, CCC, Tim Clancy. They did a great job with that. Um, we moved to Ethereum because we needed room to expand. We essentially hit every single metric of superiority on Canto. Uh, we have the most volume. We had the highest floor price. We had you know all, all, every single metric on Alto.Build, the Canto marketplace we hit number one. We 100% at Canto. So it was time to move on. And uh, our community was basically universally begging for it. And it just seemed a logical move. Ethereum is like the big boy zone. It's where everybody goes to, to duke it out. So we dominated Canto basically. So we moved on and we wanted to move to Ethereum. And that's our home now. That sounds legit, actually. Yes. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. We've been talking to a lot of projects that have started in one place, moved to another for whatever whatever the reason might be. But I think you guys kind of outgrew your uh, you outgrew your your ecosystem. There it sounds like. Yeah, we we deserve bigger fish to fry, is, is how Charlotte Fang put it, and I would agree. Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't want to stand here dancing around on top of Canto all day, but we essentially had to pull in a lot of outside support to reach those metrics and to hit five figures in terms of Canto price. So, you know, we, we brought in, we, we pulled people in and we made it happen. And Ethereum was planned for a long time and it was, it was the only logical place for us. It definitely makes sense. You know, the, one of the things we talk about here is that sometimes projects have to do what they have to do. And the community, you know, has to kind of trust in the founders if they're going to, be part of that project. Um, I I got a list of people here, and I'm hoping I could run down the list, and you could let me know if these would be the, if any of them would be the quintessential, Yayo man, right? And I think this will be a good, this will be a fun, fun for the audience probably, but also fun for me. So I'll go one by one. Is that cool? Sure, sure. All right. Number one is a, uh, uh, someone we see, quite a bit. Everyone here knows who it is. Uh, Joe Biden. Yayo or no no Yayo? No, he's not Yayo. Not at all. All right. How about Justin Trudeau for our friends up north? Not really. Not really. Okay. How about Kanye West? No, I wouldn't say so either. How about The Rock? The Rock? I'd, I'd say some of the characters he represents could be considered Yayo men. Um, I think as a whole, as a person, he's very family friendly and kind of a PG-13 kind of guy. I respect what yeah. he's done. You know, I respect what he's done. He's one of the highest paid actors. He could be a Yayo man. He he could be, but he tends not to tends not to be in his personal life. I would say he, you know, at the end of the day, 
yayo men are men of action and uh, actors in general they just represent things so the characters he represents could be but him as a person i wouldn't say so all right what, what about tom hanks any of his characters absolutely that? uh his characters I don't think I've ever seen anything that kind of like Tom Hanks kind of plays family friendly, safe roles. He kind of did like some comedy in the eighties, but no, I wouldn't say Tom Hanks either. All right. And then my, my, uh, boyhood hero was Sylvester Stallone. What about him? Absolutely. Sylvester Stallone, definite Yale man. (laughs) I think I've watched Rocky two, probably 10 or 15,000 times. Um, As a kid, I would literally like, I would literally put on like, uh, like red shorts, take off, my shirt and watch Rocky two like four or five times in a row. Not, not just as a character, but I would say even him as an individual, what he did was incredibly impressive. He came in as an outsider. And when he was writing Rocky, he was basically living hand to mouth, incredibly poor. He had to sell his dog. He had to sell his dog just to make ends meet while writing Rocky. And as soon as he got the paycheck for the script, he immediately went back and bought his dog back for like a hundred times the price. And I I heard that first Rocky movie. And one of the episodes, one of the episodes of Mike Rose podcast, he he tells the story of Sylvester Stallone struggling, and then I think you're right. He buys the dog back for like thirty five thousand dollars or something like that. Yeah, he's he's one of those figureheads from uh, older movie culture where you you saw this a lot more in Hollywood in the 20th century, where someone could really take over and make a movie for themselves. It's not really as possible nowadays because everything's by committee, but. Sylvester Stallone, people don't understand, he wasn't just an actor. He wrote a lot of his own movies, and it showed in the fact that his movies could be kind of strange and even ridiculous at times, but it showed how much power he had over the projects he wanted to do. Over the Top, for instance, it's a movie about a truck driver who's trying to get custody of his son from a divorce while also taking him cross-country to make it to an arm wrestling tournament. And every single problem across the way he solves through arm wrestling, Tango and instance like that that was a ridiculous movie that self-satirized you know the rambo movies and you know he's he's no he does a lot of stuff like that in his old age where he kind of makes fun of the the he he does parodies almost of the 90s action movies that he was so good at doing absolutely people don't understand that 90s and 80s action uh the over the topness of it was itself satirical it was a sort of inside joke from directors who had grown up uh through the 60s the 50s the 70s and they were sort of creating something exaggerative which eventually became its own theme like arnold schwarzenegger's commando predator all that kind of stuff i believe there was even a contest between jerry bruckheimer and james cameron where they were basically trying to see who could have the biggest explosion in their movies so it's always kind of been like a tongue-in-cheek thing with uh those kind of 80s action heroes but yeah i was uh, Sylvester Stallone is a definite Yayo man, and uh, Rambo actually is one of our Yayo characters. With uh, oh, that's awesome. I think First Blood's probably one of my favorite movies of all. I might like First Blood even better than some of the Rocky movies, but I remember seeing Over the Top in the movie theater as a kid. Yeah, and then there's also The Specialist with James Woods, where it's like two guys who are just really good at making bombs, and they basically just keep trying to bomb each other throughout the whole movie. But yeah, First Blood probably is one of my favorite too. Um, Maria, you got to watch Over the Top this weekend if it's if you have a rainy day. Over the Top is, I, I don't know even know what to say about it. I think it's basically as he described. He, the guy just draw, drives cross country, and every problem ends with an arm wrestling match that he wins. It's just, it's just, uh, like, it's. 
that's basically like it's like an anime but a live action every <laughs> single problem is solved through arm wrestling it's not a bad way to go i remember having arm wrestling tournaments with my friends as a kid after that came out but anyway yeah this was a wow this is a good uh trip down memory lane especially the those movies man they're just like i could watch them no matter i could stop what i'm doing and watch any of those stallone schwarzenegger even bruce willis movies from back in the day absolutely So I wanted to ask you because navigating through your Discord, I could see that you have set it up like if the project was a company and the holders your partner or employees. Like, can you tell us why you came up with that idea and if that takes part in the future for some upcoming collection or something new coming? Yes. So the way the Discord was set up is like a corporation. And this was specifically uh, Charlotte Fang's idea. You go in and there's a lobby. There's principles, quotes, guidelines. The entire thing essentially is to create a sort of atmosphere that's obviously it's a little tongue in cheek. It's a little humorous, but it's also semi-serious. Our main discussion area is the boiler room. And all this is gearing towards our upcoming trapezoid scheme, which is our sales affiliate program. Uh, basically, owning the Yayo NFT gives you the highest rates for sales affiliate uh, links that you can use to sell our supplements and other upcoming merchandise. And the entire purpose of the Discord is building up to be this place of growth and self-improvement. It's mainly going to be focused on health and fitness and the ability to learn how to sell. And this comes from a thesis of Charlotte Fangs, where the only things that people pay money online for is a product uh, on any level of actual successful scale is either the ability to improve yourself or to make yourself more money. So that's essentially our entire vertical here is to help people improve themselves and to help them make more money. And sales is something that I have personal experience in. And I find it's a it's a very enriching process to learn how to sell to people. It's sort of a battle of willpower because you're taking your own personal will and your own reality and you're trying to sort of combat that against people who initially come at you on a, a skeptical level. When you walk into a car dealership or if you're being sold to, your immediate response is skepticism and defense. And you're not trying to part with your money. And you learn a lot of esoteric, intangible concepts through sales where Certain things that don't seem exactly intuitive, they, they make themselves clear to you as you learn to sell more. One of those things is that you're not just selling a product, you're selling an experience. People actually enjoy being sold to. And the more effort you put into it and the more of an experience you make it, even if it's kind of like sleazy car dealer style, if it's entertaining, people eventually learn to enjoy spending money. And it's it's there's a whole sales guide that we're going to be publishing very soon that talks about concepts like these. And something that differs from other sales guides is it focuses on things nobody else talks about, like the spiritual degradation of working in sales, because sales in, inherently is performance. And anything that involves performance degrades you after a while and takes away your energy levels and it burns you out. So the sales guide teaches you about that. It teaches you how to watch out for it and how to account for it by rebuilding your stock uh, of energy over time as you approach sales. And there's a lot of different sources that we pulled information from, FBI hostage negotiation tactics, ancient Taoist energy principles, uh, redacted CIA documents about energy manipulation, Green Beret tactics for overthrowing countries with a small amount of people, all sorts of crazy stuff. So 
And that's what the Discord is for. It's uh, it is a corporation, and it is our skyscraper tower office, and it's where people go to enrich themselves and be better people. If anybody's interested, you can go onto my account, and it should be right in the bio. Just go to our Discord, and that's really like the high point of where all our information comes from, our Twitter and our Discord. So yeah, a lot of thought was put into that aesthetic. The boiler room, in particular is a reference to the movie Boiler Room with uh, Vin Diesel. And it's also, of course, a reference to actual boiler rooms where people sit down and they do cold calls, kind of like Wolf of Wall Street style, where they're trying to approach complete strangers and sell them something, even though they had never met them. And it's probably one of the highest levels of sales density you could achieve in life is cold calling strangers day in and day out. It's exhausting, but if you master it, you could make yourself a lot of money. You're absolutely, you're absolutely right. One of my first jobs was cold calling. I was like in 11th grade or something. And I worked for, uh, I only worked for like a week, but I had to cold call people right out of the phone book to sell, um, uh, like exterminating services for homeowners. And it was, it was really rough, man. I think I worked like maybe six days and I think I got like one lead and I wasn't allowed to close the 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 sale. And I think the the guy screwed it up when he was closing it, but the, the person had termites and then he still didn't buy our services. So, but yeah, that cold calling, if, if anyone's ever done that before, man, oh man, that is, uh, that you get over like that anxiety and that fear pretty quick when you do cold calling and then face-to-face sales become so much easier. And I've done that as well. So pretty interesting. I definitely want to ask about the supplements because I started, I worked seven years for a huge supplement company doing sales for them before I get into my current career. But if you don't mind, let me, let me ask again, uh, another question about um, the collection itself before we get into the supplement stuff, which is probably really interesting. And then of course, um, because Bitcoin, you could definitely jump in after my question, but I'm curious to know what has the community contributed to the collection or what what have they contributed to the direction of the project itself? Well, the community is 100% our most important factor. I'd say anybody who's trying to sell NFTs alone, they need to value their community. They need to put value into their community because the community is your source of value. An NFT, a generative PFP project, for instance, you're essentially creating a tribal signifier for a community. And, you know, there is inherent value in just the speculative nature of, is this going to go up in price? Can I buy this so I can sell it later? That's all fine and good, but it's all rooted in one source. And I think you see this for a lot of NFTs, where the only thing that they're doing is essentially creating artificial value so it can become something speculative, which is fine, especially in a bull market. But over time, you're going to find that value degrades and drops off because, number one, people don't really think the art actually looks good. They're just trying to make money. And number two, they don't actually value the community. That was the thesis for the Yale coin, for instance. A big part of it was satirizing uh, shitcoin culture where people essentially were looking at cheap tokens and they were joining telegrams and spamming rocket ship emojis and talking about, oh, I think this looks good. But they don't actually think anything. They're just trying to convince everybody else around them that this is a value add so they can eventually dump on it uh, with some kind of value in their pocket. When you have everybody doing that at the same time, however, it's it's fake. It's very fake energy. So the Yayo coin satirized that. And we found that the same thing was happening with uh, NFTs. Milady was a big example of this. 
where we kind of demonstrated that we were one of the very few, if only, actual NFT communities that succeeded in the PFP concept. And what ended up happening was you had all these other projects that died off once their price fell, whereas Remelia projects, they survived in the trenches. People came to our Discord. People participated in our community. They wore the PFP, and they created a culture with its own unique set of memes that perpetuated regardless of price action. And it rewarded us very greatly, you know, when bull markets came back and when price rose again, because it shows this uh, PFP that I'm purchasing, it actually has value as a tribal signifier. I'm, I'm part of a community. I'm part of a tribe. I have an identity. And Remelia has created this sort of family of projects where each of our uh, NFTs have their own specific style of tribe. You know, Remelio redacted babies, volatile, chaotic, offensive, milady, thoughtful, rooted in, you know, the online Mia discourse. Then you have Yeo, and Yeo has its own community. And it's something that you steer when you put your own energy into it. Initially, all the memes had to come from us. Really me, like doing edits and creating aesthetic images. But once you get that ball rolling, um, it takes off on its own. And our community has contributed a plethora of uh, memes. Uh, they've developed personas. Uh, you know, like Doug, Doug Applegate, for instance, one of my closest friends, uh, he created an identity built off of uh, built off of sort of the man in the suit with the strong name. Another gentleman, Demetrius D. Davenport, uh, Earl Douglas Applegate, John Lemaire, all these people, they created these sort of personas that tie into the Yayo aesthetic. And as it takes off, I've had to do less work creating aesthetic images and memes because the community makes them on their own. So the community is our most important factor. And it's going to be even more so when we release the sales affiliate program, because what you're buying into isn't just, you know, a journal that teaches you how to sell. It's not just a discord. It's a group of people that are on their process of personal growth. They're learning and they're getting better and they're enriching each other around them. And, you know, if you go into the Milady Discord, their form of gatekeeping is built around art, where they'll gatekeep out Board Ape Yacht Club or Azuki or Penguins and stuff like that, because it's not real art to them. And that's what they're gatekeeping, and that's important. What Yeo gatekeeps is attitude, mentality, and respect. It's in our core principles when you join the Discord. We're trying to bring in a certain type of person who's open, who's honest, who's sincere, and who's positive, but most importantly, someone that's motivated and willing to improve themselves because life is a constant process of improving yourself towards an unattainable state of perfection. And if you stop trying to grow in life, that's when you start dying. Wow. I, I like everything I'm hearing. Um, I like when NFT collections take on that small business mindset. You guys are almost like through affirmation you know, saying we're not a small business, we're a gigantic corporation, right? And we have our community boots on the ground, making us better every day. I, I, I kind of, I knew there was a lot of attitude and a good vibe with this project, but the way you're laying out, I mean, people in the audience, I don't know what you guys think. This is pretty, uh, a lot different from the typical NFT project to say the least, um, because Bitcoin jump in. Mm, so guys, you know, I'm hearing a lot of good stuff, supplements, aesthetics, uh, fitness and all that stuff. You guys were talking about Schwarzenegger movies and Stallone movies. So, you know, me, I myself, uh, you know, 
I love uh, I love that arm wrestling movie that you guys were talking about with with Stallone. And, um, you know, I'm also a huge fan of Jean-Claude Van Damme, Bloodsport, huge fan of him and Bulo. So I wanted to know, right, <clears throat> we've seen the rise of uh, the fitness community into the cryptocurrency landscape, right? Tokens, NFTs and all that stuff. So I wanted to know, right, given that, you know, ourselves here, because Bitcoin, all of our analysts are, you know, above six foot and under and over uh, 250 pounds. So we're trying to create a revenue. We just lost you. That sector. Okay. You're, you're cutting out the, la the last like 20 sec, 15 seconds, I would say. Yeah, you cut off that we're trying to create. Mm, he's in a bad spot, it looks like. Yeah, he's struggling. Mm. It's okay, we'll give him some time. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's, he rugged. I'll bring him back up. Hopefully it's, it's better. And I think it just kicked him out. He might just need to switch devices. But I brought up, I brought up someone else who requested the mic. And uh, guys, if you have questions and you're not able to get on the space, you could ask them in the uh, in the YouTube chat. I'm monitoring it loosely as well. But um, oh, he's back because Bitcoin good. Yeah, they're trying to suppress him. They don't want people to know how to uh, how to. Convert. No, I think it's your reception actually. My goodness. <laughs> Oh, hello, because you there, bro? Mm, I think he's having trouble. I'll, right. yeah. I'll let um, I'll let yeah, and uh, yeah, you're good now, bro. Oh, okay. One, two, three. Now we're gonna cure you. Okay. All right. I went outside now, but basically, I wanted to know a gauge of uh, how is the bodybuilding, strongman, and powerlifting community over at Yayo's. Right. Uh, me and myself personally, I'm trying to uh, recruit a herd of big, strong men trying to improve their financial lives because I see a pandemic right among uh, among the strength community. Right. We invest so much into our bodies and, you know, you know, cause and effect. Right. You put a lot of resources into your strength, into your might, but your finances end up suffering. So. Um, you know, some of these men have to go to deep lengths to make ends meet, right? Whether it's working two full-time jobs at a supermarket, right? Or perhaps a vitamin shop, um, you know, and, and of course, those jobs, the reason why they get them is to get discounts to fulfill their protein and carbohydrates and all their macronutrients. So I wanted to know, how is the sentiment on that side of the Yayo community and what would be the proposition of Yayo perhaps sponsoring the Mr. Olympia uh, bodybuilding competition um, or the World's Strongest Man competition? So we 100% love our bodybuilders. Uh, we do have a couple individuals who are into bodybuilding specifically. We opened up a channel in our Discord called Health Club, kind of like, uh, kind of like the Patrick Bateman, like rich people gym that kind of ties into the corporate aesthetic. But that's a channel specifically built around nutrition principles and fitness principles. And it's not just bodybuilding. You know, we do everything. Me personally, uh, I did a little bit of uh, lifting when I was younger, but I'm mainly focused on MMA myself. I, I believe in fighting. I believe in how it enriches the mind and strengthens the body. Uh, Doug Applegate, for instance, he loves skiing. There's all sorts of different sports uh, that appears in our health club channel. 
And we do want to cultivate a sort of um, like 4chan fit culture, but, um, you know, a little more technical, less silly. And we do want to propagate a huge community of uh, bodybuilders, athletes, individuals who actually are going to use our supplements to make themselves better. And on a philosophical level, it's crucial for uh, your own manhood and your own sense of value to create a sort of atmosphere of excellence and fitness. Bodybuilding in particular is interesting because it's a sort of uh, it, it's it's approaching that state of perfection, like I said. And you know, if you do if you do lift for aesthetics, you start to notice that the closer you get, the farther it feels uh, to pure perfection. That's where you get a lot of body dysmorphia from. We do want to create something that's sustainable as well for long-term health and life. And I think you find that a lot of bodybuilding people, as they get older, they start to switch to more calisthenic-type workouts and, and such that help them live longer and have more sustainable workouts. But bodybuilding is awesome, man. Who doesn't want to be jacked? Who doesn't want to have like their veins bulging out of their biceps? Who doesn't want to look perfect like a Greek god? You know, that's awesome. And we definitely encourage people to come in and join Yayo. That's also why we do the sales affiliate program, because if at least if anybody's like me, they have trouble focusing on more than one thing at a time in terms of pure effort. And there's sort of this tunnel vision mentality where if you're trying to become good at something, you're completely honed in on that. You're min maxing it. And, you know, it's important to have that balance in life. You find a lot of people that are purely focused on the money. They may be neglecting their bodies, their sleep and their health, you know staying up late, late at night for all the best plays and trying to make the most possible money. We want uh, basically a legion of Renaissance men who are getting jacked, who are getting healthy, who are getting strong, flexible, and capable, who have their breathing down pat, who sleep perfect. And the better you get at all things, the easier it all becomes. If you make enough money that you're not waging anymore, you're not being drained of uh, time parasites in your life where you're spending all your day working and exhausting yourself just to make ends meet. If you make a serious amount of money, then you can focus more on the things you actually enjoy. And, you know, that's that's what we want. We want to get our bodybuilders into Yale. We want them sharing their knowledge and their wisdom. We want to learn more supplements that uh, essentially bring you to your goals. Our supplements, for instance, for Yale, our initial product line is going to be pine pollen. We're going to be releasing our supplements in stages. Pine pollen is stage one, and it's our most important. It comes from ancient Taoist um, like knowledge and wisdom, and it's proven to increase testosterone. Pine pollen is the greatest natural steroid you will ever encounter in your life. It increases testosterone heavily, uh, and it basically has all of these positive effects but none of the negative effects of taking anabolic steroids. You're not going to shrink your nuts. You're not going to cause organ damage. You're not going to have hair loss. You're not going to be irritable. You're not going to have acne. Your libido is going to work just fine. It actually boosts it heavily. Uh, pine pollen is essentially the greatest natural steroid you could ever have. And our knowledge for supplements comes from uh, esoteric health Twitter. So a lot of these people, they spent a lot of time trying to wade through all the nonsense and all the fake stuff that like you know people will prescribe from traditional medicine but it actually has horrible effects if you know the seed oil thing uh that was big in the past two years where people were really understanding that a lot of the problems with western diets comes from heavy consumption of seed oils and cutting them out creates incredible benefits for your health and life that sort of places where we come from 
and our team has athletes. We have a doctored chemist. We have, um, you know, the smartest people I've ever met and some of the best lifters and some of the best athletes I've ever met all coming together with a history of actually trying these products, telling us what works and what doesn't. So yes, we, we definitely value the bodybuilding community and anyone who's interested in health and athleticism. So I, I have one scenario that I want to give you. Perhaps it can inspire you um, in this product line, right? So a couple of days ago, I was doing a standing behind the neck presses, right? And uh, this was after warming up quite extensively with standing dumbbell shoulder presses, like my great hero, Eddie Hall, does uh, before every single um, upper body workout, right? And, um, you know, I go up aggressively thinking about Mike O'Hearn. Right, thinking of how you know he's the Clark Kent of uh, the NFT community, right? As you guys have seen, he's become quite a meme and real Twitter, right? Uh, coming out of the pool, all bulky and looking handsome, right? <clears throat> so, as I'm doing my set, right, um, I get to the ninth rep, thinking that I'm about to pass out, and I thought to myself, you know. If I had an ammonia inhalant, right, you know, those ammonia caps that powerlifters use or strongmen use before a big lift, you know, if there was a Yayo ammonia cap, right, where you sniff it and you feel the energy from all of the Yayo community gathering behind you for that lift, perhaps it can bring a sense of a unity, right? And if someone hits a PR, right, like myself, right, I, I want to get to... Uh, 25 uh, for 12 repetitions on standing behind the neck barbell presses, right? Currently, I'm at 200 for nine. So, you know, if I were to use a product, right, created by the NFT community where I can with it, and then within my soul, through each repetition, I'm thinking of all the community members rallying behind me, screaming at me, yelling, up, 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 right? That would be something remarkable. And then you can see everyone post their PRs on the Discord. And, um, you know, perhaps every uh, ammonia bottle cap that you ship out can have an inspirational quote um, from like Ronnie Coleman or something like that, right? Perhaps you can bring in some endorsers um, from, you know, people like Jay Cutler and there's, Ronnie Coleman. There's something like that already called, there's something like that already called Yayo, but you can't send it through the mail. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I see. I see, I see. But uh, I thought that's where you were going with it. I'm like, oh, I, I've heard of this before. No, 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 no. But um, if, if if you know, um, you know, people like Eric Lillibridge and anybody who's ever trained at Westside Barbell, um, you know, you, you know just how greatly um, ammonia caps can unite a group of big, strong men, especially ones that are trying to uh, progress through their finances. Because what I've realized, right, what I've realized, every single and able-bodied man or woman that is completely obsessed with the gym, right, if I can only add five more pounds to the bar, if I can only get to my standing behind the neck press PR from nine reps to 15 reps, if only, right, if only, they would they would be willing to go the distance, right? So if they apply all of that same tenacity and ferocity into their finances, they can go far. And if you unite grown men like this, your community would go really, really, really far. So I would I would suggest, right, 
on the on the product line some pre-workout as well some pre-workout maybe call it like uh like yayo lift right yayo lift or something like that that's uh something to inspire you and i actually know somebody who can help out with that his name is coach bruce uh he's actually trained an elite squad um of grown men that have bettered their finances so um hopefully you guys can collaborate yeah coach bruce um if if that's who i think it is we actually have had some experience with him through uh through yayo's initial community on the telegram and i respect him a great deal he's he's a monster at like building social capital. He's, he, he did an insane amount of followers on his first Twitter account. So I, I respect coach Bruce a lot. Um, as far as products go, that's definitely on the pipeline. We're doing an initial stage right now where we sell pure ingredients first, and then we're going to be considering compounds and supplement packages down the line. The community is incredibly important for what you mentioned, because essentially Everything people do, whether they realize it or not, is built around other people around them. Lifters in particular, they have some kind of goal in mind. And those goals usually either involve impressing others or just pure number autism, where they're just trying to get the metrics better. They're trying to satisfy themselves at higher PRs and better statistics. But when you lift like that, you're you're trying to be impressive to those around you. And there's this strange combination of competition and cooperation when you're part of a community of people that are basically pushing themselves to their limit. You either want to best people around you. You want to do better than everyone else. You want to, you want to mog, you want to dominate, or you're trying to do it for others around you where people are your, your brothers They're you know, they're in the trenches with you. And it's kind of like that wartime mentality where if you talk to soldiers who are in some of the worst situations on earth, active war, stuff like that, they'll tell you that all the patriotism, all of the ideals, everything that they're fighting for disappears. And it really just becomes about the guys next to them in the trenches. They're doing it for their brothers around them. And everything is built around, you know, tribe. It's built around community. It's built around your peers. So it is important to have that. And, you know, you can, you can try to be a lone wolf and you can try to do everything solo. And if that empowers you, you know, good for you. But for the most part, you tend to get better results when you're a part of something. People find it satisfying to believe in the same thing as others around them, to have a singular focus. So that's what Yale Corporation seeks to do for the athletic-minded people is to create similar goals and to reaffirm their beliefs and to create a source of motivation for them to get better as individuals. Because it is satisfying to do it alone, but it's so much more satisfying when you have an audience of people around you that do it with you and that understand the magnitude of what you're doing as well. Hey, if you don't mind, I want to just, um, I, I, like the, I like where you're going with this. It's been like a, like an unexpected good turn into different topics that we never touch on, not even in our unrecorded spaces, but I want to reset the room because a lot of people have joined in the last like 10 or 15 minutes. So basically what you're listening to is an NFT happy hour with Yayo Corp. They're a big Ethereum project migrated from Kanto. They have um, a really proactive value add community and they treat their project like a corporation. They're, they're ha- they will have an affiliate sales program for nutritional supplements, a line of nutritional supplements which are coming. That's why we're talking about the you know weightlifting, bodybuilding stuff like that. Um, I I did have a, 
Oh yeah, White Boy has been up here for a while. Hopefully he's still here. If you want to jump in with your question and then get back to the um we'll get back to Maria has a, a couple of good questions coming up that I actually really want to know the answer to. And then uh I don't know, probably in the next like eight or nine minutes, we'll we'll end this and head over exclusively to YouTube to do our giveaways. But yeah, white boy, go ahead. I know you've been waiting yeah, for a while. Yeah, man. I no, yeah, I appreciate patience. it. Um, I just wanted to say I appreciate having a Romilia project that I could chill to my uh, more normie-minded friends. And uh, I just wanted to ask why the uh, the, the the delay on the uh, supplement release, because I remember being in the Yeo spaces a while a while ago, and I was just wondering, you know. So I'm I'm not trying to uh, be negative here. I'm just uh, I'm just curious. No, absolutely. We delayed the supplement releases because we wanted to assure absolute quality to the people that are purchasing them. After we got the sample packs back, we wanted to completely reorient how we did the labeling, how we did the bottling, and kind of uh, upgrade our system, so to speak, for our suppliers and our packaging. And we're releasing it in stages because that works for us in terms of timing. And it helps people focus more on what they're selling individually. If we release something that was like five different products and just said, go sell them, that's not as effective as releasing one specific product to focus on and learning it in and out. That's one of the principles that you'll learn in the sales paper as well, is learning your product inside and out. And we're starting off with pine pollen because it's our most important product. And it's the one that directly does the most yayo core terms of benefit to you which is raising testosterone it's making you an animal and a monster and it gives you that aggression uh as far as uh as far as other products all of our supplements are built around immediate efficacy so we want to sell something that people take and they feel immediately and they know they're benefiting from so right now it's completely about upholding the standards that we preach we don't want to sell a mediocre product and we refuse to so that's why the delay. We wanted to make sure everything's perfect before we send it down the line. And it aligns with timing as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I knew it was for quality reasons. And um, I'm, I'm just super bullish on the project. I'm really excited to see what happens in the future. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Nice. That was really interesting. I have two more questions. And we have someone requesting the mic. Uh, maybe we give it later. But I wanted to ask you, like, considering that... Yayo, Yayo, I'm going to say in Spanish, is linked with masculinity. I was wondering if it's a welcoming community for women. And maybe it's a stupid question, but as myself having like a focus woman project, I had that question asked before, like people wondering if they were allowed to join the Discord. I'm asking the same to you. Absolutely. We have several women in our community as well. The reason we talk so much about masculinity and you know, about male values, yay, oh man, all that comes from personal experience. I'm a man and the people on the team are men. So we understand what it means to be a man. And there have been ideas tossed around for creating the ideal yay, oh woman, but it wouldn't really work very well if we tried to do that because we would just end up, you know, making them dress in bikinis and sexualize themselves. And a lot of the things that we do have in terms of our goals in mind and the things that we want are sort of, you know, masculine ideals in terms of bodybuilding, heavy, aggressive sales, power, violence, stuff like that. The thing is, is that women aren't barred from participating that they're more than welcome to and we encourage it. But it's not something that we, we don't want to put them into a sort of label. We don't want to bottle them into what we think they should be. Um, 
you know, I could go more into detail about the philosophy of what makes a Yale man versus just a man. And I'm sure you could flip that into what makes a woman versus just a Yale woman. Uh, but essentially, it's not something that I want to talk about too much because I don't have personal experience being a woman. So it's not something that I want to, you know, put in a, a label or an idea out there that doesn't fit in with reality. And I'm kind of waiting to see what women that participate in our community that distinguish themselves start to act like and what the ideal would be. And it would kind of go from there. But essentially, it is a project started by men and it's about masculine values. So they're not forbidden. We just haven't really focused on it. That's great because that brings me to my second question, which is, When Yayo meeting Women from Cosmos? Say that one more time. When Yayo, Yayo uh, are going to meet Women from Cosmos, which is my project. All women, badass, ready to fight. Oh, if they want to meet us, I'd be happy to meet them. I'll never object to meeting a woman, basically. I, I think he would like the Rockabellas. I, well, I, think, I think they would go well with this collection. Marie, we got to Yeah, her her one of her collabs was like a classic, just um, I guess the closest thing to a Yayo female based on our conversation today. We'll send you some samples in the chat and you could uh definitely take a look. But Maria knows that's my favorite collection, even though it's not the OG women from Cosmos collection that she put out. Oh, this looks interesting. It's kind of like 1950s uh pinup style. Yes. yes. That, that, yeah, that, like World War II aesthetics. I like it. It's good. And uh, we have a, a Yayo man from the Cosmos up here, Crypto Tank, who's a, a content creator. He has uh, a lot of presence in the Cosmos ecosystem, a lot of trading experience. Welcome up here, Tank. And by the way, um, after Tank, I have one more question, and then we'll we'll wrap the um, the the spaces part of this. So hopefully, you guys will the audience will join us over on YouTube for a bit afterwards. But yeah, good tank, man. I know you're interested in this. You're a jujitsu man. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Actually, uh, so even before that, uh, I was a competitive bodybuilder and competitive powerlifter as well. Uh, actually, no firsthand. Actually have them on speed dial. Mark Lobiner from Tiger Fitness, uh, you know, ex-Olympians, Brandon Curry. He lives in the area. I have these gentlemen on speed dial, very much into the fitness space and Listening to uh, what Yeo's uh, trying to do with their supplement line, like uh, I know, and I'm not going to name uh, the company or names, but I know some pretty uh, big names in the space when it comes to producing uh, supplements uh, in the industry. Uh, and I just, just, I'm just curious, you know, I'm not trying to be negative at all. Uh, when you're talking about quality control checks and, and supplements and bringing top tier uh, supplements to the people, like where's the supply coming from? Who's doing the quality control checks? Uh, what does all that look like, if you don't mind me asking? like, Yeah, our suppliers, they're all licensed official suppliers, different parts of the world, depending on what supplement you get. Um, they send us uh, the chemical makeup of each supplement per shipment. And we have both experienced people that have worked in organic supplements, online drop shipping and merchandise. And they, they do all the quality checks. We're not just cooking the stuff in, a, uh, in our garage. We use licensed uh, fulfillment centers for bottling and labeling and for shipping. And we, we've spent a lot of work in making sure everything's legitimate. The sourcing and what supplements we chose specifically do come from personal experience and they do uh, are based on longevity and safety. 
We're not going to be selling anything that has negative effects for your body. And if there's anything that contains any degree of risk, Yohimbine, for example, Yohimbine H HCL, we are we follow all the FDA guidelines and put the warnings on for how much to take per body weight and stuff like that. So everything's above the board. We we make sure to emphasize quality and safety. And oh, that's cool. I was I was actually trying to just get you without me saying it. It is so one of your suppliers uh, in Tennessee. I'm just curious. <laughs> I don't think we have any Tennessee suppliers. Why, why is it? You want to give me some alpha on that? Maybe. Uh, maybe. maybe I'll reach out to you later. I don't want to. I don't want to say uh, my friend's uh, name and company. But I'm just kind of curious because, like I said, actually um, in the southeast, uh, their fulfillment and blending company is probably one of the top um, in 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 the country. So I was just kind of curious. From what you're what you're saying, if it was uh, if they're involved in it or not? <laughs> yeah, shoot me a DM. We're always looking for you know new options and avenues to grow. So that, that sounds interesting. For sure, for sure, man. I've got a question, and thanks, thanks for tank, uh, tank. Thanks for chiming in, um, tank. We should do like a uh, like an off topic, just like nutrition, bodybuilding, powerlifting type space. I feel like, um, bro, we would have see, fun because. Did you I, see? I, I just want to say, did you see Jay? Jay literally challenged. Uh, I think not only myself, but the rest of the Cosmos ecosystem leaders to a squat challenge, bro. That would be pretty sick if the guy who invented proof of stake, um, if you beat him in a squat competition. Would be well, I'm going to be I'm going to be really impressed if he actually beats me in a squad <laughs> if you get beat by any dev at anything physical i, I think you should just delete your twitter and your youtube yeah, i'm channel. just gonna leave dude ah <laughs> uh, no I, I i actually have a supplement related question from the chat and it's about i guess about adaptogens asking about um if you guys have any product or have you looked into any product involving what is it lion's mane uh cordyceps mushroom and then another one that i can't pronounce that i've never heard of before um Ganoderma. Um, just if you if you have looked into those at all, if you could share. Yeah, we actually have looked into a lot of tr Chinese traditional medicine. One of our biggest members, Doug Applegate, he has a plethora of knowledge on that. Our founder does as well. That's where the pine pollen comes from. Right now, it's strictly focused on stuff for testosterone boosting. And our biggest emphasis at least for our initial product line, is what you immediately feel. Uh, cordyceps in particular, I'm, I'm more familiar with. A lot of stuff that deals with like uh, gut biome and immune system boosting. Uh, definitely on the pipeline as well. But for, for right now, we're kind of mostly focused on you just take it and you feel it. And, you know, kind of that aggression, testosterone boosting mentality. I know that... Um, ashwagandha kind of falls in line with that a little bit i don't think we're planning to put ashwagandha on the line yet pine pollen is is a perfect starter for us mostly because there's no real downside to it if you try to take too much you know it just the effect kind of falls off and you you experience like i, I guess like a period of extreme aggression and hard-ons in the morning but it's not going to kill you you know uh, some of the stuff, it's interesting. A lot of the Chinese traditional medicine stuff, some of it can have negative effects. And just like any other supplement or Western supplement, some of it does have negative downsides. So we want to research that very deeply and really get down pat what has good effects, what you feel immediately, and what it does for you. Because there's a lot of stuff we could be putting in that doesn't really do much. You know, it may boost antioxidants or it may boost your immune system a little bit, but you know, it's, we have a, we have a distinct product line right now and it'll be released in stages, but yes, we do have several people that are cool. versed 
Chinese traditional uh, medicine supplements like that. And in in the Discord, people can see the um, the supplement line that you're planning to roll out over time. Yes, we we have leaked uh, what our line was initially. We did take out one product, and we are thinking about putting in a different one. But it, it's released in stages, so everybody knows first stage is going to be pine pollen. That, that is our tank. Have you ever taken pine? I've not. I, I worked with in the supplement business doing sales for like seven years, and I've never even heard of it. So now I'm going to go down that uh, that rabbit hole, I guess, this weekend. But have you ever taken it or heard of it, Tank? Tank's taking it right now. You have to. You have, don't inhale it. You'll sneeze. I think Tank's taking it as a suppository, but it, he can't uh, get to his mic. But because uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll punch a hole in a brick wall. <laughs> well, but uh, hey, man, this was really cool, Marie. I don't know if you've got anything else for him, but this was definitely our most colorful space where we got into some topics that are a lot more interesting than your typical crypto talk for sure. And when we were setting this up, our guest here basically said that like the tech talk is not his thing. And I'm like, oh, thank God, because that's not where we want our spaces to go when we're talking about NFTs and trying to have fun. Um, yeah, I don't know, Marie, you got anything else? No, nothing else. I think maybe we should plan another separate space to talk about supplements and pre-workouts and all of that stuff, because I'm seeing you guys really, you know, on topic. And I feel like I'm, you know, also share a few things, so... Yeah, but it was really good, really nice. It's what I was thinking, actually, that this community is really, you know, the vibe that you guys have around. It's pretty nice. So you're definitely, you know, like doing the cool rule. So pretty, pretty nice. Listen, I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. It's been a while since I've gotten to do spaces. And this was really nice. I appreciate all your questions. And uh, yeah, it was a fun time. Thank you. No, thank you, man. And thank uh, Little Gains down there for making the connect and also Don Kryptonium, who is uh, definitely not in a good time zone to join these spaces, but he was the one that first turned me on to the project. So we definitely appreciate him. Everybody in the audience always appreciate you. We're going to head over to YouTube and, uh, you know, decompress a little bit. We're going to talk about the Stargaze, the Stargaze newest feature that um, I'm sure Maria will have uh, a lot to say on. And uh, yeah, another another fun NFT happy hour. This is episode number six. Thanks to Yayo and uh, all of our speakers as well. Thank everybody. Thank you so much, guys. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets, dead ends, dragging out the max amount of payments. Down days, got them acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these token knocks. They probing this bear, flexing broken knots. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting knots. And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic. Never known the politic, I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom over impossible.
possible loss It's all moss and I'm liking the odds Fondue in the morning forming mycological bonds Click the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked and non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is played for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low-hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs We got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king You better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Tell me spaces.